Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn, Unleash damn. the power Jason Waller here, true underdog podcast, underdogs out there. I am excited about today's show. I have the power couple, the power couple of New York joining me today. We got Vanessa DeLeon and Bobby Berenias. I think I said that correct. Wow, Van- amazing. <laughs> yeah, see, I tried real hard. Vanessa is an American interior designer, blogger, television personality, been on numerous shows and has brand licenses in furniture and design. She also helped out with My House, which is badass. And Bobby is an award-winning restaurant and chef owner. This guy has created something that is amazing. He's the owner of a Brownstone Pancake Factory. Uh, You guys got to check that out on Instagram. I'm talking high-end dessert, epic pancakes, waffles, you name it. All these things are these items that look just fantastic and add calories, especially during a pandemic. And I'm super excited. I know, Vanessa, you've been on HGTV. You've been on Bang for Your Buck Design Star. And with Terry Crews Saves Christmas, you got a lot of high-end cool friends and celebrity friends that you guys hang out with and roll with up in there in New York. How is it going to the power couple right now? Um, it's going great, actually. I mean, considering the circumstances this whole year, it's been a whirlwind of up and downs and feeling of insecurities and roller coasters. But I think as a, a power couple pushing through and making sure we're not stagnant and move forward, we've these hurdles that came our way, we were able to overcome them. Yeah. And, and for me, Jason, in this industry, in the restaurant industry, it's been very challenging with sort of limited capacity and you know, for a while, no indoor dining, but it's given us the opportunity to really sort of think outside the box, to pivot and figure out ways to stay sort of relevant. And, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, we've been we've been successful at it. So, you know, we've been doing a car hop service, serving people in the parking lot with roller skates. We did these, these uh, DIY <laughs> home kits that we now ship world, uh, not worldwide, nationwide through Gold Belly. So, you know, and kind of created like side hustles because of what we had to deal with. So uh, as entrepreneurs, it's been sort of exciting because it sort of made us kind of think outside of our sort of comfort zone and kind of like we almost reinvent ourselves. So it's been great. Yeah, I've watched, you know, both of your guys' stuff on Instagram and it's amazing for some of the things you did there in New York during the pandemic and you know, that you guys created this side hustle. You didn't take no for an answer. And the unique thing, I mean, this show with you guys is, you know, about passion, progression and power, but also a couple coming together. You know, it's rare that you have two entrepreneurs in the same house, right? It's usually not enough sunshine for two people like that. There's just not right. There's, there's just not, it's like, I'm getting the sunshine. You're getting the shade. Sorry. I mean, that's how it usually works. And, and that's been the perception And what's amazing about you two. And that excites me about today's show is that there is enough sunshine. There is enough room for you to do your thing, Bobby, and for you to do your thing, Vanessa, and really be a power couple that's influencing the world, doing what your goals and dreams desire, not taking no for an answer, bonding together when need be and still raising a family, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we do, we have our own sort of businesses, but we also collaborate. Uh, so, you know, we're meeting, we're actually going tomorrow. We, we, we built this gorgeous mobile truck for events and stuff like that for Brownstone. 
which we'll be launching in another month or so. We were just in our new location down in Ocean County in Brick. And, you know, Vanessa was there with me measuring stuff, going over stuff, designing. So for me, it's phenomenal to have her as sort of my, you know, wife because she really is influential in what we do. So I, I don't think... I texted him today. I said, are you, did you just marry me because you want to use me for my design talent? I go, I go, uh, <laughs> honey, I need outdoor chairs. I need this. I need this. I need that. I need these drawings. But no, but it's good. She does say I'm I'm her worst client. She goes, I'm the biggest pain in the ass. But you know. <laughs> well, that's how it's supposed to be. But she does have an eye for talent. I mean, she she's very edgy and she's cool and she's badass. I mean, some of the work she did at our house, I'm like, holy crap! I've got this biggie, you know, king of Brooklyn wallpaper. It's just unreal. <laughs> Our bathrooms yeah. unreal. I'm like, holy the bathroom gosh. came out so amazing. Oh, it's you know, you know so Jason, good. when we built our home here. You know, because I love design. I mean, that's one of the things when we met, like I love walking into a restaurant, a hotel, and just sort of admiring the different textures, the way, the, you know, room flow. And we always talked about stuff like that. So when we built our home, you know, I tried to kind of put in my two cents and what have you, but like nothing happened. Like she goes, yeah, I like that idea, but we're not doing that. She took all the sunshine on the house yeah, building, and, right? All the sunshine went Vanessa's way. And, and you know, some of the, the, the things that she wanted to do, I was like, oh man, I really don't know about this. But you know, it's funny, you gotta sort of have faith in the artist because when it all comes together, then you realize where the talent is, right? It's hard to sort of see it in a rendering or in one room, but when it all kind of comes together, it's it's really amazing. You know, I, I couldn't have uh, dreamt of a, of, a, of a better home. No, that, that that's awesome. So Vanessa, we'll start with you. You were on the show, yeah, I think earlier, you know, like March or April of, of 2020 when the pandemic first really started. And, you know, we got to dig a little bit into, you know, you winning some awards and really, you know, you were on The Apprentice with, you know, former President Trump. You were on the show and selected out of 500,000 contestants. And you've been on so many other shows and you've been such an influence out there. You've got a great following. You've got a great knack, like your husband says, a, an eye to really create things. You're a, a fantastic artist. You People might not know what's going on. All of a sudden it comes out and it's like, wow, what are some of the obstacles that early in your career that you struggled with where you had to lean on Bobby, where, that you had to lean on him to be that partner to get you through things? So this is tough because I've always told Bobby that I never want to be in a position where I need to lean on anyone, especially Bobby, because he's my husband. And there's something about the pride and ego for myself that it, it, it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. I would rather go to a bank or something before I asked Bobby for a dollar, you know, and he would give it to me with, without question. Wouldn't even ask me questions. I could probably take it. He'd be like, Oh, did you even take the dollar? You know, but for me, my pride and my ego, just because of how I was raised, I would not ever want to be in that position. However, there's been times in my career that I needed him for legal advice. He's a former attorney. So I lean on him pretty, pretty hardcore for stuff like, for things like that. We had an issue with a, with a building it has nothing to do with me, but they countersued my client and everybody who was around my client. And he's, you know, he's helped me for situations like that. So I lean on him for legal advice. Um, when I freak out and I see these bills, you know, with the, the, the attorney sending me, he's like, don't worry. I have, you. like, I always have you. But I, like I said, I never want to be in that position that I, that I need to have him for a situation like that. Uh, but I do, like, for, for example, for clients, 
uh, it's a tough client and I'm like, I don't know if I should even take on this job. He's like, you don't need it. Don't take it. Do things, do, do it because you love it, not because you need it. And it, that was always difficult for me because I took on everything in the beginning of my career because I needed it. Um, so- I've been a great advisor. Jason, the truth is, you know, like, you know, I, I, there's, there's many times that she comes to me because I see, you know, after a long day, you know, of, of working, she'll come to me and she'll complain about X, Y, and Z. And I say to her, listen, like what you do is art and, and people have to appreciate that. And if they don't, there's enough people out there that do appreciate it. And you've got to sort of pick, you know, the right clients and put your energy in the right place. Because sometimes when you work with people that take that energy away, all it does is just affect your, you know, final product. Um, and it does, and it did. And I told myself that I'm going to listen to Bobby and listen to Bobby because I would be in these situations, and then the ultimate, the design wasn't what I wanted, and then all that energy and effort, and it was like, it wasn't what I expected it to be, and then the project was so difficult, and the client was so difficult, and I should have just listened to him from the beginning. You know, I think that's really cool, and the listeners and, and viewers out there can pick up on you know, he's the advisor in the background sometimes, like Wizard of Oz when you need him, but when you don't need him, you have it. And you've got a lot of pride and and hunger to be successful. And I can appreciate that. I My background makes me never want to owe anybody anything. I never want to lean on anybody because I feel indebted, even to my wife, who I love dearly. I don't want to feel like I owe her something. So I understand what what you're saying. But also, she advises me on things that I don't see. Because when we're in that grind, and we'll get to Bobby in a minute, and I'm sure you're on the other side of that for him too. But when we're in the grind, we only see what's in front of us. We're in the forest. We see the trees. And you know, having somebody who has our back and understands things a little different. I look at life as like a puzzle, right? So you're this piece, Vanessa, and Bobby's this piece, and it fits, and then your family, different, you, it can't be the same, because if you're the same, it just don't, doesn't work. You're different, but you have similarities. And so he'll see things that you don't see, it sounds like, and give you that wisdom you need. And I think that that's important, because a lot of people out there are, they're not humble enough to ask you know, hey, what do you think? And it does two things. One, it's pulling your guard down to be open and receptive to, hey, these are this is something I can look at. I didn't look at it that way because I'm grinding and I'm in the woods. I only see the trees in front of me. That's a great idea. But it also allows, because especially as a husband, but a spouse, you're empowering them to be involved. You're empowering them to have some kind of a an outlook or, or a part of what you're doing. And I think that's important to feel needed. You agree, Bobby? Absolutely. And, and, you know, Vanessa's come to me over the years with a lot of, you know, ideas and things that she had. And, and I, and I always tell her, like, I'm, I'm there, whatever you need, I'm there to support you. Don't ever be concerned. You know, if it's a huge capital expenditure, I might just like, you know, I would say, screw it. Let's just do it. If you believe in it, let's just do it. And, um, you know, that support is significant, right? Because you, you, you know, just having that, on your side and it goes both ways. Yeah. But, you know, you know, Jason, the one thing that, that I would, I tell Vanessa and I, and this is something that I hold true to myself. You got to truly believe in what you do. You got to love what you do. You got to have passion for what you do and just don't do it for the money. Right. So look, even in design, you know, it's not just about taking every single client. It's about taking those clients. That's, that's going to allow you to be an artist, yeah. allow you to kind of create that environment. And, and the same holds true for me. Like I always tell people, they think I'm in the food industry. I'm not in the food business. I'm in this sort of like 
you know, experience business. Like people come to my restaurant and they have an experience. They have these over the top shakes and pancakes. And it's that sort of the, my business model. And because that's truly what I love. You know, I can't just sit there and just, you know, flip a pancake and say, here, give me your money and go. Like there's got to be that sort of level of, you know, back and forth with your with your clients and your your customers. And I feel like the clients feel that they, they, they feel the love. They feel that energy. And I think that if you exude energy, it's just it's passion. I hear passion from both of you. You both are very passionate about what you're doing. And, you know, Bobby, when you started out as an attorney, Vanessa mentioned. What made you transition to the restaurant business? And, and go ahead. Right. No, I'm sorry. I, I got to tell you, you know, I came from a Greek immigrant family that, that grinded uh, in the restaurant industry. And the last thing they wanted me to do and my siblings to do was to be in that same industry. So they pushed us to go to school and we listened. And, uh, you know, I excelled in law school. I worked at a big Wall Street law firm in Manhattan, lived in the city. But, you know, after a few years, five years, I just wasn't happy. You know, I was in a suit in a, in a room and arguing over, you know, I was in mergers and acquisitions, you know, or, or arguing over, you know, the, the definition of a material adverse effect, you know, whatever, like just like legal jargon. And it, I just wasn't happy. And, you know, I, I what I think always pushed me was hospitality. I loved, exp, you know, dealing with other people, seeing people being happy. And uh, I went back to it. And it was it was a difficult move because. You know, I was in this sort of career where I was doing very well financially and I was looked upon amongst my friends and my family as, wow, you made it. But deep down, I wasn't happy. And it goes back to what I was saying is that you truly got to do what you love, because if you do, it's a lot easier. And, And I truly believe you can become a lot more successful. And that's what I did. You know, I went from, you know, corporate attorney to flipping pancakes and making pancake batter. And it's been 15 years and I'm, I'm, I've been the happiest, you know, and I, I truly enjoy what I do. What you just said is, is so important. And I success isn't about money. It's about being happy. It's about filling that void. You know, there's teachers out there that are so underpaid, it's not even funny, but they're filling a void. They're very successful. People think, and that's the problem with the world today, is most people think that success is being rich or famous and success is filling a hole. In fact, the more money you get, my therapist tells me this all the time, the more depressed you get, the more unhappy you get. You're like, what am I, what do I do now? It's a weird feeling. You must do what you love. If you love something, that's an amazing story too, Bobby, by the way, you're doing, your parents don't want you to have the same lifestyle. You got to go to school, go to college, be better. That's, that's the mindset all of us growing up had from our parents. You must, you must, you must. It was a lot of pressure. You go and you do that and you're like, Hey, I've made it. You got your friends, you got your peers, you got your family proud of you, but you're unhappy. You're like, this isn't for me. So you go back and do something you love and build it from the ground up. And you took a chance. And I'm sure you had a lot of haters, a lot of people that told you, what are you doing? You're nuts. Naysayers, right? What was that like? Was it was that more motivation for you? Yeah, it, it, it was. And, and, you know, it's funny. A lot of people, when they heard that I d- decided to make that jump, they said, like, oh, he must have gotten fired. He probably wasn't good. Why would you ever do that? You know, and and almost like looking down upon my decision. But again, you know, you, you know, Jason mentioning money. Right. I'm going to tell you something. It's a true story. When I was younger and right when I was an attorney, you know, being a young kid in my early 20s, thinking of success and working hard, I kept on thinking of the Ferraris and this and that, what have you. 
Then I get into what I really, truly love to do. And I'm working so much more because I'm so into what I'm doing. I don't even have time to buy the stuff that I now can buy because I truly enjoy doing what I do. You know, so it's like, you know, when we're done with this, I'm going to go back to the restaurant. We're trying to tweak our pancake batter. And, and it's phenomenal the way it is. But I'm always I, I always want to make it better. Maybe if we had a little rice flour, it's going to make it a little more. You know, I'm just like I'm a lunatic. But, you know, it's, it's what I love. It's what I truly like to do. And, um, you know, we're opening up our other store. We're, we're hopefully going to open many more thereafter. And again, it's it's for me, it's growth. It's not about money. It's about building the brand growing the business. And, um, I, we actually had this conversation the other night is that, you know, Walt Disney's not alive, but Disney is very well alive. And I want to create something, a legacy. a legacy where even when I'm not here, like my, my kids and my grandkids, you know, the Brownstone Pancake Factory is something that everyone still knows and it's still open. It's still thriving, still creating those experiences for families, uh, well beyond my own life. So to me, that's what I'm building. You know, I'm not building a, a restaurant. I'm not building a place that sells pancakes. It's more than that to me. And that's sort of what drives me and it drives Vanessa to kind of do what we do. That's why you both are successful because you love what you do and it's not about the money. You're chasing legacy. You're chasing success. You're chasing growing the brand and leaving something bigger and better and helping people out there for the enjoyment of an experience. One thing I want to touch base on and then I want to get back to Vanessa real quick there are three, in my opinion, there are three kinds of people in this world and all and three categories of people. And all of us have been in all three. And you said something about people said, oh, I might have been fired. So category one I call are the dreamers, the lovers, the motivators, the doers, the ones that appreciate and love to see successful people because they want to learn from them. They want to coach. They want to be coached. They get excited for success. They get excited to let people, to have people follow their dreams. They dream themselves. That's category one, right? Category two, in my opinion, are the ones that are always intimidated. You know, think of Homer Simpson going back into the bushes. You know, we've all seen that meme. Oh, like those are the ones that maybe have fallen off when you become successful and you weren't, or they doubted you. They didn't say anything. This is the, that's a different group. That's group three, but they doubted you. And then now you've outgrown them in their opinion. So they're really insecure and they fall off, right? You lose those relationships. They're not bitter, but they're insecure with their own selves where they're like, they feel like you've outgrown. There's that group in that category. And the third one is what I call the haters, the complainers, the bitchers, the naggers, the excuse makers, the ones that are like, oh, he did that because he got fired. He did, you know, their their failure, your success is their failure and, their fa- and you cheated success and that's why they're failing. And they're so worried watching you right? Or watching the people in the one that I always tell them, get their popcorn and goobers ready because we're going to put on a show. And if you're watching me <laughs> and, and I'm watching me, then that's two people watching me. I've got some shit to do. And I think that all of us have been in, in every one, at least I know I have, in every one of those categories at some time of our life. I've been a three before where I go, there's no way that, that guy must be juicing. How did he get that big? Or uh, how did he do that? I've been there. I've been, I've been there. I've been in two where it's like, oh my goodness. But I house myself mostly every day that I I can in category one. And you two do that as well. You seem to love success. You help each other embody success. You give each other tips. It's not about the money. When you chase the money, you're screwed. When you chase building an experience, something that is helping and empowering other people, building a brand for your employees, for your staff, for the future, for the name, you know, you and Vanessa are doing something special. That 
is what real success looks like. It's not about what's in your bank account because happiness, you can't buy that. You, you got to feel that, right? I agree with you, Jason, 100%. Good. So I want to talk about those three kinds of people because when you brought up fired, I was like, oh, I, I know those people all the time. Like, <laughs> I, I see those folks and I get excited. I need those kind of people. I love them. Jason, it's funny. I, 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 tell, I tell people all the time, like, I love when I'm hated on. I really do. Because I know I'm doing something right. Right? Because if, was, if I wasn't doing anything and I was just on the sidelines and, and really just being a nobody, no one would even give a shit. Right? But doing what we do, pushing the envelope every single day, people are going to hate on you. And the more hate that comes, the more it empowers us and the more we do. So. And the more they're watching you, which means, guess what? You're winning because you're watching yourself. You're not watching them and they're watching you. It's like, this is great. I always say there's no such thing as bad publicity. I'll take all I can get. Talk about me. Don't talk about me. Like me. Don't like me. As long as you're paying attention, I'm winning. And that's <laughs> that's what it's about, right? So yeah. I, yeah. I love that. Now, Vanessa, with you, you've been on a lot of TV shows and I'm sure – you said you kind of had a hard knock life growing up. You're as tough as nails. Uh, I think Bobby knows that, you know, I, you're a badass, And I think that that's what your personality is. But that's also, I think that's what your brand is, what your company is. It's, it's edgy. It's powerful. It's unique. It's get out of my way. Let me do this and watch what happens at the end. Explain some of the over, you know, the obstacles you've had to overcome. And I wouldn't say obstacles, some of the hatred that you had as your success started to grow. Oh gosh, I can write a book. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I think one that sticks out a lot is um, I was, there's an association called the American Society of Interior Designers. And I remember going to sit down in this meeting to be affiliated with this association, which is pretty big deal. And I remember I showed my portfolio and I was there for my interview and I had all my credentials. And I remember the woman pushing back and she gave me the portfolio and she, she goes, why don't you come back to me in a few more years when you finish your education and when you expand on your portfolio? And I don't know, I, I was so confident that I was going to be a part of this association. So for me, it was like a no brainer and walking in and then seeing her say that to me, I was taken back. Then Obviously, things that, like that make me want to work harder and prove her wrong. So years later, I'm sitting on a panel, and it's a panel about growing your success, social media, and entrepreneurship. And I'm on this panel, and I look down, and right across from me is this woman who had given me back my portfolio and said, come to me in a few years when you grow your portfolio and you finish your education. <laughs> and she's here listening to me. That was the best feeling. I called you right after yeah, that. Yeah, day. I remember. Yeah. That was the best feeling because it just, it, it just goes to show, number one, you can't burn bridges because you're going to cross them one day in your life, right? And number two is that 360 that just happened. Like life always just kind of goes around and you just write back and just sit. She's literally sitting in front of me. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if she knows that this is me. That that was me the day that she was sitting Oh, there. she knows. She knows. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that was like, I always remember that was my early 20s. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this can't be happening right now. And I remember sitting next to me was this builder uh, locally, Mike. And he and I'm like, I, I need to tell somebody. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to tell you what's going on right now. But many, even from, you know, from peers to clients that were in the beginning of my career that were very difficult to deal with and then want to hire me later on. And, you know, I'm in a different position in my career and, 
you know, the pushback that I get on that, you know, there's just so many. And, 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 and the younger, um, the millennials, if you would, and I, and I don't want to have a bad stigma with their names and millennials. Right. But a lot of them look at me or email me or message me and say, Oh, you're just, you're so lucky. You just got, you know, it's luck like where, where you are. And they all want to emulate the same path that I'm going in and they try, but there's only one Vanessa. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm my only competition. So I don't really look at them or look at what they're doing because you've got to be like with the horses with the side things in Central Park. Right? You've got to <laughs> look forward. Um, but I know that, you know, my peers, uh, younger people are always constantly wanting to be me or try to open up their own company and do things like me. And it's so apparent. But what are you going to do? You, you can't really do anything. It's about flattering, it. right? Isn't it flattering? Yeah, and and when they when they do things verbatim, that's also really flattering too, because I'm like, wow, this is really apparent, and everybody around them is going to know that. Um, but yeah, we I, I experience it every single day to this day. You know, I I think converting a hater to a fan is the best feeling. I mean, by far. I I even had it with my in laws. They were like, look at this trailer park trash you're with, Liz. Why would you date him? I mean her mom wanted to invest in our business, you know, a couple of the businesses. Her, I, I fly her mom first class to Disney last week. Oh, I got it, Tish. Don't worry. I got that, right? They, uh, you know, she's the biggest fan there is, and God bless her. I mean, it's different now, but she was as judgmental and as hateful as the world comes, and I don't bring it up to her. She may hear it on the podcast. She may not. When I talk about it, it's in the book, whatever, but I believe people need to own their own shit, and she's got to deal with that, but that prejudgment that's part of my motivator. Now she's a fan, but it happens all the time. Peers, people in the security industry, when I went to solar, you're out of your mind. You know, you dealt with it with, I think that's an exciting feeling where someone tells you, you can't, you won't. And then, you know, they have to come in and learn from you. That is so amazing. I remember people in high school that treated me less than and and, and mocked me and made fun of me. Some of Liz's ex-boyfriends reach out, dude, your life is great. You've got a great, all these things. I'm like, thanks. I don't even know what to say. I'm douched out, but it's like, <laughs> I'm, make, I'm making fans. I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, your ex-boyfriend, old douchey out there. He's, he's hitting me up saying he likes you. Really? Yeah. You know, I'm flattered. I, you know, because I'm a happy dude. I, I try to stay in category one a lot. And I think that, I think that's exciting to hear that you overcome that and it, it gives you fuel. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, they need that fuel. They need that extra push sometimes. Otherwise, it feels like a job. You need to be motivated by people telling you you can't or you won't. And that's what this world is built on. That's what this country has been built on is everybody saying you can't and you won't. And there's no way. And you've proven people wrong somehow. It doesn't need to be your whole mission. But it is fun to have those exits along your growth and go, ah, yeah, there's another fan now. Oh, I mean, that's a great feeling. So let's talk about your guys' business during the pandemic. And, you know, you guys talked about the Brownstone pancake effect, what you guys did during the pandemic, what happened? You know, the pandemic hits and then you guys start doing what exactly? Because that's the exciting stuff on how you were creative to keep things moving and keeping your employees working. But share that story. So when the pandemic happened and we had the, the federal lockdowns, it pretty much destroyed all of the businesses, right? Because in the very beginning, no one, everyone was afraid to even go outside. Yeah. You know, there was no indoor dining and uh, and I, I decided because it was during the peak of sort of hospitalizations and stuff. Uh, I closed both restaurants for two and a half weeks and spent time with my family, which was tremendous. All my employees that weren't working during those two and a half weeks, since this is pre 
stimulus were still employed by me. So I found things for them to do. We, we repainted. We did stuff at the restaurant. It wasn't that we weren't working, but we just had the restaurants closed. Deep cleaning. And during that time, I, I just was thinking, going back to, you know, creating those experiences. What can I do during this pandemic to make people happy? What, ex- what experience can I give them? And that's where this whole DIY brunch box kit came about, where I said, let's deliver these. You know, initially it was curbside pickup. It was locally, yeah. Um, And then we started delivering them, uh, shipping them nationwide, where it's like, you know, you you play with the kids and you're you're making, designing your waffles, your French toast and your pancakes. And something that I thought was a great idea just blew, it just, forget it, it was crazy. And... We're, we're still selling to this day. You know, I, I just left the restaurant now. I think we had about 40, 50 boxes going out today, you know, for well, shipping. Well, I think, I think what really set it off was that Gold Belly, which is very hard to get into, picked us up around this time, right? Yeah. Because it was a little bit after, like, that month. Yeah, it was right before the holidays. And, and, then, and then what spawned from that was car hop, because now we're limited to no outdoor dining. I mean, no, excuse me, no indoor dining. There wasn't even outdoor dining because, you know, New Jersey and New York were really crazy during that time. And what I would notice is on the weekends, because we were only doing takeout and delivery, I would see families come. They would pick up their food curbside and they would just sit in in the parking lot. And that's when I started thinking of the old movies. I started thinking of Car Hop. Vanessa and I were collaborating. We're like, we're going to have roller skate girls. We're going to have a DJ and we're going to make this fun. I, you know, I marked off the parking lot so each car was socially distanced. And Jason, and thank, thank to social, thankfully, because of our social media platform, we were able to sort of advertise it pretty easily. And as soon as I mentioned it, it was a Monday or Tuesday, we were literally fully booked for months to come. And so it was like our time slots, and you had to finish in that hour, and then the next group of cars. And it, and it was so, it was just so much fun. My staff absolutely loved it. You know, all these young kids running out in the parking lot. We had music blasting. It was, it was really. And it was. I want to go. I'm here in Michigan. It, I'm like, I didn't get an invite. Keep it going. It sounds fun. And it, it was tremendous because you know we have so many videos and pictures where you see young I kids. I busted my ass in the middle of the and parking lot in real estate. Just seeing you know little <laughs> kids and families having their shakes. It it was and 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 again, you know, going back to like you know what business is all about. It gave us relevance during a time where restaurants weren't relevant. It gave us sort of like we had this cult following because every single one of those families truly appreciated what we did during that time. And they would reach out and DM us and saying what you're doing is amazing for the community. So that that fuels Bobby even more because he's like, oh, my God. I mean, I I gave a lot of local restaurants, you know, my car hop trays because they wanted to do it as well because I wanted to help them out. Uh, You know, the amount of people that have reached out to me, restaurant owners just appreciating some of the stuff we did on Instagram and some of the ideas. And what we did with the first responders were really great. We would, we would deliver stuff to the hospitals and, and, and that feel, you just feel like community. Yeah, no, it was, it was an opportunity to really sort of break into the community at a next level. Uh, and I think the, the rewards will, will, will be exponential, right? Because people will always remember that and they'll appreciate that, you know, just this past winter, you know, we spent over $20,000 in Christmas lights to light up our Anglo Cliffs location to kind of create this winter wonderland. And 
I didn't really make a return on that. But what I did was I created a place where little kids could go to because there was nothing to do in the area where they can have take pictures by Santa Claus and do all these things. And I already told my wife, next year is going to be bigger. We're going to go even bigger next year with more lights, more, you know. And it uh, was pretty big, Jason. No, it was good. (laughs) But it it made me happy. It made me excited just to see all the kids and all the families happy. And so. Movie nights. Yeah. And that's the thing I I almost forgot. You know, we did did drive-in movie nights where, uh, you know, people would park and they would listen to the, the movie via their car radio. Again, for social distancing purposes. You had a popcorn machine, and then you place your order, and then when you're watching the movie, you eat your food. And then Did you I- have one of those big inflatable movie screens? Yes. yes. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. So look, you you guys, I want to jump in real fast so before I taught. You know, you mentioned, Vanessa, people think it's luck. It's not luck. There's no such thing as, as luck. What it is is it's being creative and wanting to make a difference. It's chasing the right thing. And Bobby's infectious to seeing smiles, to creating experience. Vanessa, you're infectious to creating an experience. They're proud of what you've done with their home or their business. And that is the beauty of this. And and the fact that you said, you said it clearly, you don't make a return on the 20,000, but you got so excited. You're going bigger next year. I got chills because that's what it's about. You're empowering and changing lives every day. You can't buy that. That is success. And people forget that. People think it's just about your bank account. When you impact people in a time that they need to be impacted, depression is out there. People are sad. They're stuck in their homes. They don't know if they're coming or going. You allowed a place for people to come together as a community and kids and have fun. And that's so amazing. That's so much bigger than how you were very modest. You're flipping pancakes. You're really are creating an experience and a community outlet for people and and a memory for people. Jason, thank you. And, and, and I, I admire you because I think we need more people like you out there. Uh, you know, my team meetings with my staff are very inspirational. They're very they're driven by not just making Brownstone better, but making each individual person that works with me better. And like you said, in that sort of group one personality, I am all about making everyone around me super successful, not even for my benefit, but for their and that's that's an, that's something that is so gratifying to me as I get I get older. And a quick short story: I was at a, a place, you know, years ago, right right before I met Vanessa, where I was not in a good place. And my sister bought me a seminar to go see Tony Robbins on the, the Power Within, actually in Fort Lauderdale. I went by myself. That was a life changing experience for me. I don't know what it was, but I just super connected to his message. And ever since then, people like you, and there's so many out there that I follow and listen to because that motivation, inspiration you need on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And, 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 and I provide that to the people that work for me. I wish nothing but the best for them, whether it's with me or without me. Which is um, true. I, and I listen to his speeches. They're pretty impressive. It's, it's, it's just, it, but, but it's so rewarding for me, just giving that energy out to people and letting them know that they can be anything they really want to be. But they have to, you know, empower themselves to do that. And because I feel, you know, if if I can look back at my childhood, I had a tremendous parents and family that were super hard workers. And that was what kind of made me who I am today. But, you know, growing up, going to school, we didn't have inspirational speakers or people talking to us about that. And, you know, Vanessa tells this story about the woman at that design association. She was strong enough 
to fight back. But there's a lot of people in this country and around the world that that might have destroyed her career. That that negativity, you know, without people like you out there that sort of tell them, no, you push through that kind of crap, you know, could have messed up their career and yeah. might have scared them. And they might have felt like they were they were failures in the and they, they're in the wrong industry. And to me, that's why these messages and these podcasts and these things are so important. Because this is what really motivates people to kind of be whoever they really want to be. No, I appreciate the kind words. And I love Tony Robbins as well. I listen to him. I listen to David Coggins. There's certain people I get inspired by and get excited. And even me growing up, they didn't have any inspiration. They didn't have the resources we have today. And I, I think it's important. We all need messages. We all need to be motivated. And I think what you're doing is great. And I, one of the most exciting things I do in my business is give the motivational speech for our sales team once a month in our our install production team once a month. And it sounds like you get to do those speeches all the time. And and it's the best feeling because you light up the room. They're ready to go. You feel like, hey, you know what? I got my energy that's so great right now and I was able to share it. Now they're going to have a great day. And that's a great feeling. So what you're doing is really great and admirable. And I, I think it's exciting and how you guys partnered together. And sorry, Vanessa, that you fell on skates. I, I wish I could have seen that. I, I haven't roller skated in 20 years, but that sounds like that would have been really fun. So let's talk a bit about your business, Vanessa, during the pandemic, what did you guys have to go through? So, um, when it was inching in, in the beginning and I was like, okay, I literally took my calendar out. And what I do is we get daily, um, questionnaire. We have a questionnaire form about, you know, our design services. So I literally printed every questionnaire that I've gotten within that month. Right. And I just started calling back clients. So it, literally, if they wanted to design a two-by-two two niche in a wall, I was like, okay, I'll take it. Like, literally went down that list. So then I got inundated with so much work, typical things that I wouldn't, not that I don't have the time for or wouldn't do, but things that I know my, my company can handle. I know what our, I know what we have to make a minute in order for, for the company to run. So sometimes those smaller projects don't fit our finances or whatever, what have you. Uh, I literally took on everything and I put it on me. And what I did was did everything Zoom. I did a walkthrough with Zoom. I did a ton of Google Meets and I was able to push out mostly everything uh, virtual because all my, and then my team wasn't here. So I was literally in the office pulling samples and doing their work and my work. It was difficult, but I was able to maintain, maintain the offices, maintain my entire staff. I didn't let one person go. And then after that, we just started getting inundated with people who hated their basements, wanted a man cave, wanted an office, wanted a, st a student center, wanted uh, an individual house because they wanted to be away from their wife. You know, like all of these things because people are in the home together for so long that they wanted segregation from their family. And those, those, I think also, though, like when you spend the amount of time that you did in, in your home because of the lockdowns, all of a sudden you realize how important your home is to the family unit. Yeah. You want change of scenery. You want it to be different. You're looking like, oh, I need to fix this. This looks bad. I got to I got time now. Let me get this done. No, I agree. So, you know, she I think, you know, she got you probably got way busier because of COVID. COVID yeah. So and then what was happening all my clients were fleeing New York and going to their Hamptons home or their down the shore home, New Jersey home, 
that they never put so much energy in their shore houses because it's a summer thing. Who cares? That's a little beat up. We can take care of it next year. And they always leave it to the, way, the wayside. But now this is their prime residence. They want to finish it. They want to make sure that they spend their holidays because now they're spending their holidays there, which typically they'll spend it in Manhattan or vice versa. So now their homes in Manhattan that they never got to, we also started making over because now they're in their Hamptons house full time. So they can go through a renovation for three months in, in the Manhattan apartment. So it was these type of clients that we started getting in and our past clients, a ton of past clients came through and we're like, okay, we're getting a new house. We just brought a house. We sold our Manhattan apartment and then it was snowball effect. So now we're in the position where it's great, but now we're so inundated with work. Now we're just kind of catching up. Good problem. Isn't good that problem. amazing? You, 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 yeah, it is a good problem. Here's what I've been noticing in, during this pandemic. Those that didn't quit, those that weren't broken, you know, like that lady could have broke, like Bobby said, that lady could have broke most people, would have crushed their dreams and feelings, and and that would have been that, right? And you were strong enough to say, oh, hell no, I'm more motivated, and then the roles turned. But when things are tough, tough people get through it, but when you good people do good things and don't quit, we're rewarded. Both of your businesses exploded, right? in a time where a lot of businesses are struggling, it's unfortunate for them. And some of them, they can't control. But when you can control it, and when you can be creative, and when you can make a change and be able to pivot, like you two did, great things happen. And I think that's so exciting and important because, you know, we don't know when the next big bad thing's going to happen. Eventually, this thing will go away. I thought, I thought it'd go away right after the election. I guess I was wrong. It'll be soon. Okay. That, that's my poke for the day, fans. So um, it'll be soon. I'm waiting for Georgia votes to come in. Let's see what happens. But I'm, I'm just kidding. But when things get better, and they will, we don't know what the next big thing's going to happen. We had 08 with the crowd. You have all these things. We all have to be ready as entrepreneurs, as husbands, as wives, as fathers. We have to be ready and prepared. But what we can't do is, is quit and not have hope and not be able to pivot. And I think both of you really showed a, a kind of class that's missing and more people need to pay attention to of not taking no for an answer, changing, being creative, using your artistic thoughts of, wow, we could do something like this and then executing it. You know, you didn't just talk about it. You executed on both aspects, both of you did, which is amazing that both of your business are, are flourishing and we're still in a pandemic. Good stuff. So you guys have how many kids? One. We just have one beautiful boy. One Sally. beautiful boy. Okay, so. We have two fur kids. And we have two, two little dogs, yeah. <laughs> yeah two dog, fur babies. So, you you know, what does your son think of Brownstone? Oh, he loves so it. He, da- Daddy's place. Daddy's place. Daddy's place. Daddy's that's a, yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of your inspiration, Bobby, comes from you know, seeing what lights his eyes up, you're like, maybe I can help some of these other kids out. I mean, I'm sure that's part of the inspiration there. Chocolate, sweets, (laughs) M&M's, pretty. (laughs) So you guys sent me that that do-it-yourself kit. We loved it. Like, it was fun. It was exciting. The food is amazing. Where can people find you on social media, the website, and your location? Where, Where can they find out about that? So right now we have two locations. One's in Edgewater, New Jersey, and then the other one's in Angle Cliffs, New Jersey, both in Bergen County. Uh, we're going to be opening up one in Brick Township in Ocean County, which is down the shore. It's brownstonepancakefactory.com. Our Instagram handle is uh, brownstonepancakefactory. We just launched our TikTok account. 
which has gone viral. We have like uh, over 110,000 followers and millions of views. It's amazing. And uh, as far as the shipping boxes, you can either go to Gold Belly for nationwide shipping or to brownstonebrunchbox.com. You know, we formed essentially a separate entity just for the brunch boxes. And, you know, this mobile truck that we're actually going to go see tomorrow, the reason why I had that commissioned is because I was getting a lot of phone calls where people wanted to have parties for their kids, birthday parties, but because of the pandemic, they can't have those gatherings. So they said, hey, can you come to our house and like, you know, you know, sell shakes and pancakes to the kids? And that's where this truck comes. So, you know, we have a lot of, yeah, we have a lot of parties lined up for the the spring and summer, which we're excited about. And yeah, uh, we started seeing a lot of the drive-bys, like the happy birthday drive-bys. Um, so that kind of sparked in us, like, how about if it's like a drive-by, but they actually pick up a shake, but we're inside the truck and they're driving by this party and get shakes to go. And this could be like a whole thing experience. And it's so, great marketing. Just have like a cool, like, you know, truck. I, I you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm excited just to drive it around, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like driving your brand around. Trust me. Yeah. Especially, especially your brand that makes me hungry every time I see something. I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you though, our son because we do work a lot. He appreciates what we do. I think, right? Like he knows that we're going to work. You know, we, we instill that in him, you know, dad is going to work. Mama's going to work. And, you know, I think, cause a lot of people say, Hey, you guys are always working. Like, how is that raising telly? But I actually look at it from the different perspective is that he's going to grow up knowing like, this is what we do. You know, we work, we hustle, we do what we do, we grind. And then when we do spend family time together, it's quality, it's time. real quality time. I agree. Quality over quantity every single time. Because there's a lot of people don't work or stay at home and don't pay attention to their kids. And, you know, as long as you're working, you shouldn't feel guilty about it as, as long as you make the time quality. I, I'm a big believer in that, too. I think that's amazing. And, you know, Vanessa, how can they find your your business and, and reach out to you? And besides see you on TV all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> VanessaDeLeon.com. Uh, and then my handle is VDA Designs, like Vanessa DeLeon Associates, uh, underscore designs with an S. Okay. Any new shows you got going on soon? I'm going to do uh, another open house. We're uh, scouting for a house now. So, yeah, just open house on BC currently. That'll be cool. Oh, That'll be cool. Well, stuff that I'm doing with um, with the mortgage guy called Disruptive Network. And you can find it on YouTube and Hulu. Um, so I'll, I'll put the link on my social and maybe you can tag it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, Bobby, if you do decide to franchise that, you know, you, you let me know. I might, uh, I might be interested, you know, down the road in a couple of years here on the, uh, the Florida side of that, you know, I don't want to get into that business, but I'd love to be a part of something like that. I think your business is amazing. And then Vanessa, if we find a great house in Florida, we'll be, we'll be going. uh, You guys got to, you guys got to move part-time to Florida. We need some cool neighbors down there. You know, we don't know many people down there, so we're excited about the move, but thank you both for what you guys have done, you know, in, in 2020, stepping up in the community, growing your businesses, helping your employees out, empowering new people. And then in 2021, you're continuing to that grant. I appreciate both of you coming on the show, sharing your story and and getting out there and getting these listeners more motivated. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you, you. Jason. Bam. And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam. 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 Underdog. Damn.